And welcome to Combat Sports Breakdown. Let's get it. All right. It's your host, Matt B. Back with my co-host, Alex. What up, bro? You know what it is. We just had UFC Fight Night Font versus Garbrandt. And I'm going to be upfront with you. It was a, it was an all right card, but I was pretty bored throughout the whole time. Until the main card, I was bored as shit. Damn. Like, no disrespect to the UFC. It's just like... These fight nights are getting kind of, like, generic, you know? Like, we get a couple big names, but, like, lackluster performance. And, yeah, yeah, it sucks to say, but it is what it is, man. Um, This first fight, let's get into it. Uh, Rafael Alves versus Demir Izmagulov. And this is just that Dagestanian DNA showing out again, bro. It was a... I smash... Yeah, it was a three-round kill, man. Like, he literally just beat him up for three rounds. Um, dude's 22-1 and one going into that fight, 23-1 and one leaving. It's just, it's so hard to deny these uh, Russian and Dagestanian fighters, man. They have so much grit, so much wrestling and Sambo experience. Their street fighting experience is seeming to show up more and more each time. It's pretty crazy, but did you happen to see this fight? No, I did not, but... I did win on my bet. Eh. Yeah, that's a fact. So, fight two either got rescheduled or canceled. They they really didn't talk about it too much on the broadcast. But fight number three was Josh. Oh, let's actually they they mixed it up. They went uh, David Dvorak, who was supposed to fight uh, in the eighth fight or ninth fight tonight. Um, it was David Dvorak versus Raulin Pavia, and David Dvorak got the round one submission. It was actually a pretty exciting fight, not gonna lie. He, D- David Dvorak was like just on it. He was pressure, 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 ended right. up getting the submission. There's a couple, like, like I'm not trying to talk too much shit. It's just like there was maybe five decisions and, you yeah, know, four just- or five finish- finishes. It, it just wasn't that exciting, and then the main event wasn't really that we got, exciting. We've been getting spoiled with the other cards, bro. No lie, that's probably true, but at the same time, it's like, I went out with the family, and, like, there was no rush for I was I was not in a rush to get home and watch these fights. I feel you. I was, for some reason, I was comfortable, like, watching highlights of all of it. Like, it, it really didn't bother me at all, unfortunately. I feel you. So, then, fight number three, we have Josh Kutabayo versus Shadi Lan, and... You know, this was one of those fights that I was actually really surprised with. We both picked Shai Lan because of experience, but Josh Kuyabayo has had all his fights in the UFC, and it showed, man. This kid came out, and he was the top dog for sure. He just oh, pressured yeah. him out, man. This was one of the decisions that it was a... Uh, it was clear who won this one for uh, sure. Yeah. It wasn't like one of those uh, boring back and forth, you know, like, nah, this dude just pummeled him for three rounds. Damn. He said, I came here with a fucking purpose. This was actually the one I would have picked as the uh, KO of the night was Bruno Silva versus Victor Rodriguez. Man, Bruno Silva came out and he knew what he wanted to do. Yeah. He he blasted this dude. Like, That's legitimately right. blasted him. And uh, he got that round one KO. Me and Alex both picked him. Fight number five was Court McGee coming back. Court McGee versus Claudio Silva. And Court McGee's had, like, a little bit of a resurgence lately. Oh, yeah. He freaked that fucker. Yeah. He's, this guy's fought everybody, man. He fought Nate Diaz a long time ago. He, he's fought everybody, bro. And, you know, when you've had 30 fights and probably 20 of them in the UFC, like, it's it's hard to doubt that experience, you know? 
So yeah, he yeah. he ended up getting a. I honestly, if I when I went back and looked at it, I scored it for Claudio Silva, but Court McGee did edge out the win. It, you know, oh, it's one shit. of those. It's, it's one of those. Win either way. Yeah, you, you really weren't disappointed in it either way. But here's where it starts to get fun because you have Ben Rothwell, man, and Ben Rothwell. He's so fun, man. He knew what he wanted to do. He came out. Threw some heavy hands, and when Chris Barnett started landing, he just threw him down and submitted him. Round two Damn. sub. It was towards the end of the round, but you could see him pressuring him for the choke early on in, in the fight. And Damn later down man. the line, yeah, he just kind of worked his way into position and grabbed his neck and strangled him. It was wild. Damn. But that's what Ben Rothwell does. You know, he's one of those like forceful, yeah. like, I'm just going to do my shit and you're going to deal with it. Yeah. Yeah, Ben Rothwell, if you don't know, go back and watch any of his fights. You're going to see him force his way yeah, into he's had some fucking wars. And, you know, for having 51 fights, 13 losses isn't shit, dude. Damn. You know, and that that was his 52nd yeah, pro fight. Yeah, just sneak up because he don't have the physique that it ain't no Francis Ngannou homie or nothing. Not, like, not at all. like a Derek Lewis and shit. But, you know? like, Derek Lewis even got body on Before him. Before Derek Lewis came through. The, Derek Lewis ben is Rothwell. in shape compared to Ben Rothwell. <laughs> Yeah, he looks like hell out of shape, and then he just knocks you the fuck out. Boom, yeah. Did Brendan Schaub get knocked out by him? I, I believe like so. I think so. I feel like he did. <laughs> I think so. He might have got submitted, to be honest. He might have uh, got put shit. to sleep. But, uh, I feel like he got knocked out by him. <laughs> so then you have uh, fight number seven, which, you know, for some reason they flip-flopped Ricardo Ramos and the Jack Hermanson fight. Um, Jack Hermanson versus Edmund Shabazian. And... You know, this is one of those ones where it really was like a big question mark on why the UFC even made this fight. Like, this is so Damn, early in Edmund like Shabazian's career. Yeah, yeah like, well, he just had no chance, man. Jack Hermanson is like one of the, he's, Jack Hermanson is no, ruined him. no lower than top five at any point of his career. He's like a legit killer. Jack the Joker, him, bro. bro. He's, he's one of those people that just, he's, he's painful to the person he's fighting. Like, he wants to inflict pain, you know what I mean? He ain't out there trying to win. He's trying to hurt. Yeah. You know, there's a difference, you know? There's people that are out there. me after this. Yeah, there's people out there that are trying to win a fight, and then there's people that are trying to hurt people, you know? And he's one of those people that's out there hurting people. Hell yeah. You step in this cage. In a good way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You step in this cage, you try and hurt me, I'm I'm going to hurt you. Hey, did you see uh, Derek Lewis this past weekend fucking knock out the dude that tried to break in his car? Oh yeah, that's just hilarious. And then, bro. did you see what he posted on his he's Instagram? Like, he's okay. Yeah, and then he <laughs> circled. He circled the bruise on Homeboy's head in in his own Instagram. Oh no! He hey. posted the picture on his Instagram. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, that dude's epic, bro. Yeah, he's and epic. Houston loves him, man. So he he can do no wrong. The only question I have for di- for him is, uh, why are you driving a minivan, bro? It's probably the most comfortable thing to just hop in and out of. Bro. Look, I love, I loved my minivan. I ain't talking shit on minivans, I feel like but like he's one of them dudes that just like want to just hop in. And well, he's got, out. he's got one of those huge Texas trucks, you know. So I was just See, really confused. I was just really confused. Just like, bam, bam. <laughs> got the mommy van. So then you have uh, Ricardo Ramos versus oh and just to wrap that up Edmund Shabazian had no chance like he got completely dominated from pillar to post it was I don't know what the UFC was thinking I think maybe Edmund went in there and started saying I I want were thinking well I think Edmund Edmund had to ask for this fight if you look at it the only way this makes sense is they were probably barking at each other with the sharks there's no way bro 
Like, this okay, is let's see what because this is Ronda Rousey's Ronda Rousey's golden child. This is her little training partner, and Dana loves Ronda, so there's no way it would have gone down like that. Well, you don't know. Oh, we know. Like he's talked about it before. Like there's or no unless, like, like you say, he legit called homeboy out. That's what yeah, I think I happened. I think something happened backstage. They're like, after- oh, he's ready. All right, fuck it. You think so? For I think sure. something happened All backstage. Right, boom, gets whooped out. <laughs> I think something had to have happened backstage to the point where Edmund wanted to fight him. You know, like Jack probably talked shit after his last loss or something. I wonder if they fought on the same card previously. Something had to have happened, you know? So my boy Masvidal, though, bro. I ain't heard shit from my boy. After getting knocked out like that, the UFC will put you on a 90-day uh, no-practice look. Like, like a recall so you'd have to go back and get tested for concussions oh, and so shit. we're probably getting close to the point where he can just now enter the gyms again I was watching this video of Chel tell a story about him where he was like yeah man you know most of the time guys tell you a story at the bar they tell you that they knocked out two dudes with two punches that you don't believe it but this guy happens to be Jorge Masvidal yeah. yeah, I was like, oh shit. He's like, yeah, this dude knocked out two motherfuckers that ran in the bathroom and thought these fools were with him. And then he knocked that fool out and he was like, I'm gone. <laughs> like, golly, bro. Yeah, and then Chael was talking. Chael was also, to finish that story, he was like, I've never heard anybody willingly talk about beating people up who weren't part of a fight and get away with it. He's like, I just thought that was really cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like roasting him at the same time yeah. I just love how Chael will talk about something and be like there's no story here I just thought it was cool <laughs> it's all about that boy I love Chael Sonny man he's that one of my favorites else. yeah shout out to the bad guys so that, yeah, that, that shit, shit's that great that shit's hilarious bro that shit happened dying bro I'm like damn I need to see this foot back in action right so then now we got uh, Felicia Spencer versus Norma Dumont and I thought Felicia Spencer was ready to come back, but she looks like she lost a piece of herself in that fight with Amanda Nunes, man. Cause no, no, like disrespect to Norma Dumont, but like with a five and one record going against eight, an eight and two Felicia Spencer, who's been in there with Megan Anderson, strangled her. Damn. Like Felicia Spencer's no joke, man. Okay. And yet she went out there and just got beat up for three rounds. So I don't know That's what's next. In. Yeah, and, like, the crazy part is this is in that 145 weight class in the women's division where it's, like, there's no contenders. So who's Norma Dumont fight next? Yeah. Amanda? Because, like, dude, you got seven pro fights. Like, that's not healthy. She like, gonna fuck you up. Yeah, you can't fight Amanda Nunes with seven pro fights, that's bro. Crazy. Like, maybe Kayla Harrison could. That's who needs to fight Amanda next is Kayla yeah, Harrison. Yeah, you think so? Oh, yeah, but she needs to come down to 145. She's done it once. She fights 155, bro. Kayla Harrison fights at the 155 weight class. Like, that's huge for women. There's there's no 155ers, bro. Damn. She's begging to fight Cyborg. Like, begging. But she's not UFC. Nah, she's Bellator. And fix that up or what? Well, yeah, PFL and Bellator can make that happen. PFL is way more willing to you know work with other companies than UFC is, so that won't be an issue. The only issue that I see is Kayla Harrison uh, being actually ready because it's like the Canelo situation right now. Well, not not even the weight. It's like the Canelo situation. We're so early in her career. Like, this is when those women need to get her. Otherwise, she's going to get so good that it's not a good idea. 
Like if Amanda Nunes was smart, she would want the fight to happen like right now. Like let me fight her ASAP. She can fuck her up and then done. Yeah, be done. Beat Say it. yep. No, no. Retire is the best because yeah. they train together, bro. They train oh, in the same room. Shit. So you think you don't think Kayla knows? Yeah. There's a reason Kayla Harrison said I'm the baddest bitch in every room. She knows. They train in the same room. That'd be sick, bro. Hopefully. So, like, Amanda needs to, and, like, there's a difference once you're out there really slugging and swinging punches as opposed to training. But, like, if Amanda don't get her now, I don't know that she's going to be able to. And that's no disrespect to Amanda. It's just this is a two-time gold medalist we're talking about, someone who cares about the sport on a different level. Like, hopefully it happens. The Kayla Harrison train needs to happen. So Yeah, fuck yeah. That's a huge rant that we just went on about someone who's not even part of this card. But whatever. <laughs> uh, Justin Taffa versus Jared Vandera. And Justin Taffa, dude, time to go somewhere else, man. You're just not UFC ready. Bellator, maybe. Go fight with those boys. No disrespect, yeah. but like everybody he's fought that has any real boxing skill, he has no chance against. He gets yeah. boxed out. He doesn't get in. It's like the Mark Hunt situation, but Mark Hunt was willing to be reckless and just jump in and throw haymakers. Justin's trying to be the better boxer with no reach. Dude. You're fighting heavyweight. <laughs> heavyweights as a short man. It's like DC trying to outbox everybody. That wasn't going to happen at his height. Nah. It's just not real. So, I mean, Justin Taffa, if you do get another chance, take the Mark Hunt approach, jump in, haymakers, reckless abandon. If not, then hopefully you'd get a chance somewhere else. Cause yeah, like you gotta win the inside fight homie, before you want to start boxing. Yeah, and I mean, no, no disrespect, but like maybe do some cardio work. Like Damn, I, I don't know. Well, he gasses out. Like if you if you get out of the first round, then you you automatically are you know fifty fifty at that point instead of you know God's God's guess. You know, Damn. like when you go into a fight, anything can happen. Right, come round two with Justin Taffa. You know one thing ain't gonna happen. That's a knockout. So, like it's one of those things that he's really got to figure it out because he's not gonna win a boxing match, not in the heavyweight division in the UFC. Because because imagine him versus Francis Ngannou. You know, like Francis is gonna murder that kid. They're in the same. Yeah, he's a heavyweight, bro. Oh shit! Justin Taffa's a heavyweight. That was just retired. Fuck it. <laughs> uh, no, I'm saying he needs to go get maybe eight fights with Bellator. Go get eight <laughs> okay. fights with PFL. You know, go go somewhere go, else go and get your game up. Figure it out. Figure out what your style is. And your strike. Because I mean, right now he's got seven pro fights. And he's doing horrible. And four of them have been in the UFC. Now he's one, three, and one in the UFC. Five have been in the, the UFC. Damn. So, and like, I believe one of them was the contender series, but still, man, like, I just don't think he's UFC ready just because you could win an exciting fight on, the, on a so contender he series. Stripes and he'll come back way better. I, I think so. And maybe not even demote him, just give him, tell him, hey, dude, maybe go get some more experience because he's young. You know, like yeah, UFC. You don't want to end his career at that young and age. Homie. We're still in this weird phase of the contender series where, like, you can win one exciting fight and boom, you have a UFC contract. It's like, dude, I could go in there and fucking knee someone in the face, and if it connects, like, that doesn't mean I deserve a contract. That means I just got a lucky knee. You yeah. know, like, 
I don't know. That's just the way I see the whole contender series thing. That's the one thing about the Ultimate Fighter that's better. Which shout out to the Ultimate Fighter coming back on June first, which is only in like a week. Hell yeah, that's what's up. Who's the coaches? Uh, Brian Ortega and Alex Volkanovsky. Oh, that's right. I did hear about that. That's yeah, shit. yeah. Hey. We've actually uh, got a little preview coming up tomorrow night of it on ESPN Plus. Legitness. Yeah, it's gonna be exciting. So. Uh, going into this uh, next, uh, to finish my t- my point on the Ultimate Fighter is like you prove yourself more and more in that one. You know, like you you don't just get one lucky chance and then all of a no, sudden you're in the fight, UFC. Fight. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and like the caliber That's of a good process, bro. The caliber of fighters that exist now. It's like, it's like it's it like he's not only is, are they gonna come up on the fucking film part, you know, because everything's getting filmed. You know, there's money behind all that shit. True, but what I'm so, saying is, and they, they, you know, it's it's like a it's like a a way of doing it how other sports do it when they bring up college players, bro. It's their own little way. You get what I'm saying? And it's dope. You get to really see who the fighter is as a person, bro. In the show, I like that shit. That's well, the sick. thing about the Ultimate Fighter is, it used to be a lot more like amateur to pro style, where like these guys all had amateur fights that want to get into the pros. Now all these nah, guys got pro. pros. Yeah, just savage. It's just all pros that want a chance in the UFC yeah. that are willing to take time just out of their life to go live in a house and talk shit. Let's fucking go. It's going to be an exciting... anybody. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to get like... Fucking whole room full of fucking testosterone. Well, remember how it was everybody's when... Fucker, when Cody yeah. Garbrandt was on the Ultimate Fighter, like there was just a bunch of good fighters that year and Cody was just the best of a crop of good fighters, you know? And yeah. like that's that's how it's going to be from now on is like all really good fighters, you know? MMA's been out for 20 years. You know, there's fucking thousands yeah, of black belts. Like a motherfucker. Thousands of black belts exist now. So you know, been for way more than twenty. Nah, it's, it's twenty three years that MMA's been a thing, bro. Or, well, twenty eight actually. It's our life. Ninety three is when that shit became a thing. The UFC's twenty three years or twenty eight years old. Yeah. Ninety three. Okay. Yeah. So the UFC is twenty seven. And the UFC yeah. is the creation of mix. Well, the mixing of martial arts only started with Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee was like the originator of mixing martial arts together. He would go train at different jo- dojos, and it was really frowned upon. Bet you, bet you, his grandpa did it too, and nobody. Knew. No, no. <laughs> Like, he was actually, like, if you go back and read about it, if you go back and read about it, like, he was, like, he was, like, disciplined for it, for, like, going to other dojos and shit, and, like, they didn't want to let him in and shit, like, it's crazy, but here's one thing that sucks about Bruce Lee, he never competed, never competed in nothing, he went straight to acting, boss hog. So then we have uh, Yan Xiao Nan versus Carla Esparza. And let me just say, Let's go, baby. Let's go. I wanted Yan to win because she was one win away from fighting for a championship. So, like, this was definitely a number one contender match because Carla Esparza's got a win over Rose to win the first strawweight championship. Oh, shit. So, like, this, is, this for all intents and purposes, was the number one contender match. So, she might just get that chance. Yeah, to so, those. you know what Carla does? She comes in there and just bullies her way Bam. in, out-wrestles her, stands on top of her arm, gets this weird mounted crucifix, crucifix and just pummels her, bloodies her, opens her up, gets the, the crucifix KO. It was really impressive, man. Yes, sir. 
Carla's one of those chicks that if she starts using her wrestling awesome. the way she should, she'll be a champion for a long time. The only issue is that if Thug Rose gets her hands on any one of these chicks in this division, it will be a problem. Yeah, for sure, bro. She's a fucking beast. That's why I picked her to win. You already know. Hopefully she gets that fucking title shot. I think she deserves it. Uh, Dana White was talking a lot about it, that he he he's enticed to, to even think about it. Like, ooh, you know, I do like that. The only thing I think Dana White... bro, she was a fucking monster in there. I think he wants to keep a championship on an American fighter, and I think he wants to stop the revolving doors of championships changing belts for a minute. Like, it's so hard to get a face of your company when the champion's constantly getting beat. But, like, that's not what we're about. You know, the UFC was never supposed to be this marketing machine. The UFC was the brand that came out and said, we're going to put on the best fights because that's what our fans want. So hopefully they continue with that because this is what we want. But what's happening right now is you have Joanna who hasn't fought in about a year, who's trying to come back, wants to only fight Rose or Wei Li. And, you know, she really should fight Wei Li. They're both coming off of losses, you know. But Man, here's the issue. But here's the issue is that Joanna can't fight Rose because she's got two losses in championship fights against Rose already. Rose beat her to get the championship, and then she defended it. She choked her out and then KO'd her. So it's like, it's so hard. To, it's not even a trilogy in all reality because mm, she got whooped out twice. But that was also like five years ago. So it's like, Joanna has really improved since then, but you can't make the argument for her. Still. There's no making the argument on her so back. She's just going to model and stop getting her pretty face beat up. This guy. You just love her. Yeah. But there's no nothing wrong with that. Carla Esparza is a savage. She's going to be jumping in. I think you're going to get Carla Esparza versus Rose. You're going to get Joanna versus Whaley. And I think that's how you're going to wrap that division up. I don't think you have too many outstanding fights outside of that. You know, everybody's kind of tied up in that sense. But there's no denying Whaley. They, they want to give Wei Li the rematch because of how many people are in China. And let's not be you know fake about that. Over a billion people that Dana White gets to market towards if they have a, a champion with a you know the Chinese logo, which you know like I said, hopefully we get away from this marketing thing that Dana White's been bent on, mm-hmm. which I get it, it's a business, but like shit, dude, like you still got to make the right fights. Yeah, hell yeah, man. Look at what boxing's going through, man. Like we don't need that. So hopefully that Whaley can you know accept the fight with Joanna, get in there, maybe get another win over her. You know, if not, get the hands going again, not get kicked in the side of the head because, you know, Rose is going to go out there and do the same shit, be violent. Yeah, she's a savage. And here's the thing. Silent is, savage. Weili Zhang, Zhang Weili said that the boos are what threw her off. She walked out there and got booed. You're a fighter. Don't tell me you've never been booed before. What the fuck? That's a weirdo-ass excuse. And, like, I get it. China, they're hella respectful. They're quiet. They clap for, like, transitions in the grappling. But, like, I don't I don't care. Don't tell me you've never been booed before. That makes no sense. So, let's get down to the main event. Rob Font versus Cody Garbrandt. And if you didn't see it, we're going we're gonna to break it down right now. Rob Font with the 1-2. Rob Font with the one-two. That's it. Rob Font with the one-two. The whole fight. That the five rounds of Rob Font with dude the one-two. Dude was too long. 
too elusive. Cody was struggling to hit him. And all credit to Cody Garbrandt, man. Dude's chin still there. Um, you know, coming off of the worst case of vertigo, the worst case of uh, COVID, a year of no fighting. He had a bicep tear coming off that crazy knockout. Like Cody Garbrandt just went through the craziest year and a half of his whole life. Yeah, but he 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 did say he's like, man, I'm I feel like I'm more ready than the fucking well, I think cruise fight everybody says that man i'm i'm hyped. sick of, he was hyped he i'm was hyped. but i'm sick of fighters always talking about how this is the yeah it's always the best camp dude it's always the best camp when you're retired right. look back and tell me which one was the best camp because i bet you it's the third or fourth fight you had you know it ain't it ain't that one whatever whatever one we're on right now it ain't that one cody for him the best he ever felt was going into that uh dominant cruise fight i don't care what anybody says that was a performance of yeah. his lifetime. Well, yeah, no shit. Sure so, no matter what he says, that was his best camp. You argue that? <laughs> like, I don't care how he felt. That's yeah. that was yeah. the best. It's just his, he's just talking out of emotion. So, and I, like I said, I, I believe every him. fighter thinks that their most recent camp is their best camp. It's now. It's like your neighborhood drug dealer. You, you just have to believe it. I think. This shit right here. I think you have to believe it. You know, like. But Rob fought with the one-two all night. He got the win, going nineteen and four in his record. I think the only fight next for him is Dominic Cruz. Dominic Cruz came off that win against Casey Kenny, and there's nobody left for him in the division. And I think that I think that's the fight to make. That'd be sick. Um, the only thing I don't understand though about it is if he doesn't fight Dominic Cruz, there's really nobody coming off a win that he could fight because Jose Aldo's fighting Pedro Muno, Muno, Munez or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, TJ Dillashaw and, and uh, uh, Corey Sanhagen are fighting. Nice. There's really nobody left. You just got to wait and be patient. It's either <laughs> Dominic Cruz or you wait for the winner of something. Yeah, that's what I would do. Or say fuck it if you really want to stay active. I think that, I think he that. could bait Henry Cejudo to come back. Damn, I think Rob Font could, because right now Rob Font's considered one of the best boxers in MMA, and he's trying to come back and, and be well, a boxer. Henry Cejudo's hella short, so that's a bad matchup. But Henry Cejudo also claims to be the king of one twenty five, one thirty five, and wants to be the king of one forty five. So yeah, yeah, of course. But I'm just saying, like, that's a bad matchup. Hey, he also said he's going to go get a boxing world championship for Dana. I mean, be weird, yeah. he, said, he said, we'll go from C4 to C5. Fuck it. <laughs> hey, I'll never do- doubt any of the American Olympians, man. Those fools got a different mindset. I fool licked the toad. Right. <laughs> That's only because he's best friends with Mike Tyson. So, Tony Ferguson... Talking all types of weird shit. He says now he's mad all of a sudden. Young Fabia Jr. or what? Like, I don't know. Did you hear? You heard that Joshua Fabia and Diego Sanchez broke up though? Yeah. And now here's the real money fight. Joshua Fabia versus Diego Sanchez. Right, McGregor. That's the money fight. Stupid. That's the money fight. Epic. So um, if you didn't hear... Uh, Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury is off. The Tyson Fury and Wilder fight is booked, though. Yeah. Going going in, uh, it was actually just made official. Arbitration went into effect like two weeks ago. 
the the fight was official yesterday, I believe, is when it got announced for. I don't even know, but yeah. I, I believe it's July twenty nah, fourth. This has been announced, bro. Nah, it's like, July twenty fourth. They but they just, they, they were just promoting. It, yeah, they announced, know? but like yet yesterday they literally signed their contracts. Yeah, you for know it. when they say that, I mean that shit really happening. Yeah, they. I think they were debating ring size again. Everything. They. That's always the last one. That or Some gloves. It's always like ten percent horse leather or seven like, percent mule I, leather. Give me the smallest ring, homie. Right. Let's Put me this. in a four Either foot I'm by four foot square. You're gonna knock me out, homie. I ain't trying to go twelve rounds. These fools want want twenty five <laughs> by twenty five. I want four by four, son. Yeah, Put me in a four foot box. Rounds, just gotta go at it. We're going twelve seconds, homie. What's up? Uh, Paul Felder was beefing with Islam Makachev last week, and then on the broadcast, I don't know if you heard, Paul Felder announced he's retiring. Yeah, this is awesome. Irish Dragon came out and said... Yeah, uh, stay on top. He's been... a good fighter, man. That guy was cool to watch. Yeah, but he said he's just been enjoying being at home a lot more. Yeah, um, fuck yeah. He's, been doing, kids, bro. he's been doing triathlons, bro. You can't fucking beat that, bro. Way more free time, way more everything health. Everything's way better, bro. He's liking doing triathlons. He's liking having his brain still. He's liking commentating. He's still making good money. He pays all his bills. Fuck yeah. Hopefully he starts a good uh, podcast. I'd love to hear Paul Felder's take on a lot of these fights instead of just hearing him commentate. Dude's got a fantastic brain for this sport, and I'd love to hear him talk about it more, like DC level, you know? Yeah, yeah. Dominant yeah. Cruz level, Every like time these guys talk about it. Well, that's why, like, it's becoming a trend in every sport now. Even like in soccer, bro. Like it was never a lot of uh, you wouldn't see ex players become coaches, bro. It was always like some random ass OG cat being the coach. And that shit even became a trend, bro, because it's like they carry that masterful fucking way of playing and everything, you know what I mean? So it's it's a trend in all sports, I believe, bro. Look it's, at Steve Nash with Brooklyn, starting, bro. It's you know starting. What I'm saying? Like everywhere it's becoming a real thing, bro. It used to only be like, few and far between in baseball where you'd have some players transition baseball to is managing. Probably the only one that I I mean, of course, there's, but like, I'm not familiar with baseball like that. Like, I'm just saying that's the only sport I can think of where you would say, like, oh, that coach was a player. Yeah. Like, I can't name that. Bruce Bochy was a player that transitioned I'm sure into a coaching. Lot of these fuckers were. Well, <laughs> yeah. then you have, like, football, you have John Madden, who, you know, was a, he was a, a great player, but a, a Hall of Fame coach. So I'd take that back and say, since I didn't know none of these dudes prior, I wouldn't consider them a, a good player or whatever. To switch to coaching, you get what I'm saying? Well, I'm just saying there's not nearly as many. Because, like, I could probably name a handful in baseball that I know of, which there's a lot more in baseball because there's so many baseball players that understand the sport that really could coach. Like, there's thousands of baseball yeah, players. Because that's like, that's like the cycle. It yeah, should be yeah. and so you have a lot more that are able to transition and not get a, their body abuse like that. And then you also have in basketball where they go into the like broadcast, the media side, All that right, was so, happening. Hold on, my bad. What I meant to say was is that these all-star players, bro, like, well, like Ronaldinho Time out. Time out. I'm, I'm, you're right. Yes. But what, what I'm saying is we're just transitioning into seeing it so much more often. Yeah. And, and I dope. like it. Yeah. It's fucking dope. These guys are so smart. If you haven't seen Daniel Cormier show detail, 
Kobe Bryant set him up with this show. Kobe Bryant did it in basketball, and he left him the MMA side, bro. And to see these guys highlight and how they break down film, it's really shown me how to break down film. It's it's got its own science. Watch Peyton Manning break down some some Hall of Fame players. Like fucking dope. It's fantastic, man. And that's what we want to see out of people like Paul Felder. You know. All day. So uh, later this week, when we get together for the next episode, I think we should break down the one one fifty five division. Go over the top fifteen. Let's go yeah. over the next couple um, title fights that are coming up because we got some big fights. Um, we got the Sandhagen Dillashaw fight coming up on July twenty fourth, which is the same night as that Tyson Fury fight. Nice. Um, we're gonna have the Conor McGregor card in in J- July as well. So we got some interesting fights coming up in the next couple months, and I think I think we should just break those down. There's no fights this weekend, so unfortunately we don't get a look forward to a card. But we're gonna we're gonna sort out some shit in the UFC's yeah, we'll divisions. I already got a plan Sports of what. Sports are crazy right now, anyway, man. There's so much shit to talk about. Well, true. We're gonna touch on all the playoffs that have been going on. We're gonna get some. We're gonna talk some eliminations, some heartbreaks. We're gonna talk hockey, basketball, definitely some baseball. The whole nine. But definitely, I want to break down that 155 division after everything that's happened. Khabib leaving, Michael Chandler losing. You know, we got 100%. we got Conor McGregor, Dustin Poirier, Justin Gaethje, Donald Cerrone floating around. We got all types yeah, of stuff amazing. going on. It's amazing. So beautiful thing to watch. That wraps it up this time. You know, shout out to our sponsors, Love Bracelet, um, LoveBracelet.com. Promo code Mister Breezy thirty six. Get that thirty six percent off. Appreciate you, Alex. Shout outs. Yeah, I want to give a shout out to fucking um, Cow Coast. Oh yeah, Cow Coast Printing. I want to give a shout out to everybody that's been listening to us. Appreciate you guys. Shout that's out to our new us. listeners in the UK. I mean, that shit really does mean the world to us, and um, that's what we do it for. You know what I mean? We like we like giving that good content and just being one hundred percent real while we at it. Shout out to our boy Cole. Uh, that weight loss journey has been killer. He's getting ready to hit that bulk season next. You know, he lost all the weight. Guaranteed to see him bulk up next. I can't wait to see his journey. Yeah, hell yeah. He's going to be looking all savage. I there. know. So got us back in the gym going hard. Got everybody on the family motivated. You know, appreciate you, Cole, on that one. Uh, shout out to our boys Ryan and Nick for uh, the the call-ins, all the good times we have at work, and uh, that's it, guys. We out. You got anything else, Alex? Shit, man. Just want to give a special thanks to God, homie, for letting all this shit even unfold and be able to do this shit. It's a blessing. People going through some crazy shit, so that's it for me. All right, man. Hit us on Instagram at Combat Sports Breakdown. We out.